0: Sam, and that's my brother Max Blowers. This is Under the Influencer, a
1: show where we sit down with the influential people of Tampa Bay.
0: And today we welcome to the show. I said before I like to call you Miss Gruns because that's what you were to us in high school. But we have Trish Keating with us. Thank Yay. you for being here. I'm so
2: excited.
0: And you're so much more than just a local theater teacher, as you were for us. You're a comedian, so you're yes. all over the place. Comedian,
2: actress, all the shenanigans. <laughs> yes.
1: I talk I, to I, ghosts. All yeah, fun
0: Ta- yeah. We walked Cat up mom. here, and you immediately felt the presence, felt which was yeah. so
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you have guests. It is a haunted house, <laughs> yes, but it, friendly ghosts. Very friendly nice. ghosts, because yeah. we we manage them well. Well, it's weird. It's weird. You felt it up here too, mm-hmm. by the way, because. Um the other day, uh we woke up and my husband like got up to feed the cat and he said he swore he saw something like go right in back into the bedroom like mm-hmm. where I still was, and he immediately saged the entire house. He's like, something's wrong, <laughs> and I realized it's because I didn't put my Halloween stuff back in the bright cabinets because I have like my spooky my 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 cabinet of curiosities. <laughs> Uh, and my cursed objects, I keep all uh, in one safe place, and I allow, allow them there.
2: Do you salt them?
1: And I salt
2: your, your cursed objects?
1: Oh. That explains it. Yeah, I need to salt it. You
2: need to put salt around them so the energy stays contained.
1: Huh. Sam, you, you, Sam <laughs> remember I had my like conjuring box yeah. I was showing you for Which the podcast? Which room is
2: that? Because when
0: we came up, she went in the, the room across, and that closet was feeling it.
1: Over over that yeah. way mm-hmm. in the bedroom, mm-hmm. yeah. It they they gravitate to the bedroom, in the, yeah. That's because that's also that's where that goes to the attic, also. Yes. Yep. Um, that's where the attic entry is. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, but Good I time. realized yes. I had left my conjuring box out after we did the podcast, and I was like, mm. Cause oh no, because I built that specifically for like my conjuring outfit but also like i actually think i opened a portal with it
2: That's not. no you don't want to do that, that is not
1: good. so i've had to like reverse engineer it as like a happy welcoming thing yeah um, that's why you
0: put the barbie doll in
1: it i put a barbie doll and oh, I, oh is that what's gonna i put happen a, I put put a, a rosary in. on it <laughs> my thrift shop rosary just put a picture yeah.
2: of hugh jackman in it
1: it'll be okay he solves everything he does so anyway um but yes you do you do the most the most you came to saint pete high our alma mater Mm -hmm. uh my senior year i'm
2: thousand
1: years old (laughs) but that was my
0: that was my freshman year so i had you for my freshman year for drama one Mm -hmm. and um i had noel rochford no that's
2: really yes such a great group of kids. I know. But we now had a, adults and... We had such a good time. Aging me terribly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we... I remember Mike Vasalo, who was the uh, mm-hmm. overall theater director at the time. Yes. He said Because I had taken an interest. Like, I wanted to be like the... The thespian in charge of the drama club, mm-hmm. and because Sam was coming in, so I was like, I need to like bully my sister all through <laughs> high school as much as possible. But also, I, I legit like I wanted to do the the drama club productions. I just I loved that. And he's like, Great, you're going to be working with a new teacher. Uh, you'll love her. She's a stand up comedian. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also your teaching assistant, and I just. <laughs>
2: Were I, you an assistant? For
1: <laughs> half well, um I was like the supportive I I I, I helped.
0: Yeah. You, I don't think you were in my class, though.
1: No, I, this no. was the drama one. Drama one. Because that was yeah. your actual... I was actual, upstairs in the
2: your... ar- old archive room at St. Pete High. That's the only time I had a classroom with windows.
1: Oh. So nice. That was one the of the best <laughs> rooms. Yes.
2: It was a cool room. It was a great room. It was haunted, too.
1: Oh, that whole... You know what? While we're on the topic... <laughs> <laughs>
0: so this uh, podcast always comes back to spooks. Yeah.
1: It does. But... On that same Halloween episode, we were talking about St. Pete High with um, uh. I have pictures.
2: I have pictures. I showed her the picture of the backstage ghost that one of my former students captured. So what? Yes. Okay, wait.
1: We'll see this again. I missed out. (laughs) Um, I was feverishly shaking espresso martinis. (laughs) Um, we there was what was the name of the ghost that always sat in the rafter like in the top row? And you'd see him on opening night if your show was a success or something.
2: I don't do you remember, you remember, but this? he had a, didn't he have a hat on? Yes. He had like mm-hmm. a bowler hat yes. or something. Well, I do have a picture of a ghost that has a hat on. And I took him to a faculty meeting where someone ID'd him as a possible former, now, you know, deceased principal. Oh. Interesting. From back in the day.
1: Maybe that's who it was. Up there judging. Because the lore was that on opening (laughs) night and all the kids would be like, did you see
2: him? Did you see him? Did you see the ghost? We also have a little girl ghost. Really? Yes. And that was seen by people that knew nothing about our, our, (laughs) our tales. And, um, I had a guest choreographer, for hairspray um, come in and work on something it was hairspray or, or maybe once upon a mattress and um, he came in and at the end of rehearsal he said what happened I didn't know you cast a little girl and I said a little girl he goes yeah there was a little girl off in the wings and and he was describing her and I was like "Aw, that's our little girl ghost welcome uh, to St. Pete hi <laughs> 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 and, he, and he was like what <laughs> I was like look at you mm. very haunted you chosen chosen yes. yes. you've been A-chosen.
3: chosen mm.
2: Um, but we were rehearsing I mean crazy stuff would happen we were rehearsing Steel Magnolias once and all these flashing lights were happening over the heads of the kids and it was like three in the afternoon and I, it, it was tech week and it got to where I was like the kids were so distracted that I finally just talked to them and I said listen we're very busy we're... we have a show y'all need uh. to move on you need to move <laughs> on and we had done everything to debunk them we were like looking at the lights looking at everything that we could think of is it the sun is it anything and we just uh, finally were like now it's legit just spirits they're d- they're d- yeah. I
1: find that that's the easiest way except them just talk to them have a discussion yeah just talk they're very reasonable we just
2: talked to we had one that used to play with the seats all the time we think that was maybe the little girl playing with the seats in the oh, morning she
0: would She'd flip you know the can I ask around. what's going on with the seats because I was there for gold fever Sweetie. this year And there were so many, and I know that they're historic, so I didn't know the total backstory. They're historically uncomfortable. So
2: they're wooden seats. Um, I think they were part of the Salem Witch Trials. Um, They're... (laughs)
0: When they crack, they are they a are nightmare. Are a, they are so hazardous. They, they, we
2: did everything in the auditorium except the seats. They would not touch the seats because they said it was a historic landmark. And I'm like, really? But not everything else around it.
0: Yeah. Or really?
2: But the bruise it's going to
1: leave on my ass cheek <laughs> yeah. is a historic landmark. We used it's- to
2: rent the, you know, we used to rent the seating. Um, the, seats. Cushions. Oh, the Cushions. cushions yeah. I still have one somewhere. And there's yeah. no seat cushion strong enough for those chairs. There's nothing. Really no. These are the
1: hardest wood. And-
2: it always, I always had to think about the time length of any show that I would pick to do in there. What well, can like, your tailbone people take? Will, <laughs> people will need walkers. We, to can, the show. we can't do
1: the three act uh, Who's yeah. Afraid of Virginia Woolf? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not either. happening.
2: The full uh, Oedipus uh, is not going to happen. Yeah, but,
0: um, a lot of them had caution, they were caution taped off when I was there, like a good amount of them. Yes. So I was like, oh. they fixed them. Oh. They
2: fixed them, and then they added some. Um, um, you know, other abled seating and things like that, but uh, no, nah, nice. they're still wooden.
1: But now <laughs> you <laughs> you've left the land of ghosts and and wooden seats, and now you're at P- the Pinellas County Center for no, yes. I messed that up.
0: P C Pinellas Center.
1: At Gibbs High. Um, at oh, Gibbs High School. Which we always lovingly in theater, like, at least when we were in there, was like our, our sister group. Like,
0: it was sp- like, you were like frenemies, kind of. Like you're, you're it was friends, always a but little, you're still in competition. Yeah,
1: we were all in cahoots, but there was always secret competition. Mm-hmm. So what is it like over there, like knowing the other side? <laughs>
2: Um, it's a very different world. It's the Performing Arts High School. So if anyone ever saw fame, it's kind of like that.
1: <laughs> um,
2: but the kids are more from Glee and um, oh. I can't get them to be quiet. Um, the only time they're quiet is their first like day of being a freshman. And I just breathe. Um, it's so lovely. I'm like, oh, you're so quiet. It's okay. I'm like, don't speak. Um, But um, no, it's really fun, but it is extremely busy. It is a busy, busy place. It's a different animal entirely from a traditional high school theater program. Um, But I love working with a team and being collaborative and being able to just go to my bestie next door and be like, "Um, I just, no, these people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and she laughs and we co-teach a lot. Um, I work with a wonderful team, Caroline, um, Carter and Dustin Heinzman and, um, the guru of all things costume, which is Trish Donnelly and Kevin Pace is now there as our tech director, um, And, um, we just have a great time and we have lunch together and we, you know, have a common planning right now. Um, and we all teach our different classes and then, um, collaborate on everything, but, um it's it's really fun but it, it's extremely busy there's always a show um, every grade level has a cabaret they go on trips for each grade level they'll go to SETC as juniors the seniors go to New York the f- sophomores go to Disney for a <laughs> workshop like a different
0: budget the freshmen
2: go to well they they raise it they have yeah. to raise the budget we're mm-hmm. not given you know much from the district um, our performing arts supervisor Jory Spencer is wonderful at trying to help us and then we have our fan club boosters who are our parents that mm. really help raise money so so, um, but it is a busy place. I would say at least once a week we're there at night for something, um, and um, we all direct a main stage. Um, Kevin Pace just directed our wonderful one act, which got a superior and was an alternate to go to state.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: so, yeah. and um, I when I got there, um, we main staged at state with Fun Home, which is great. And so, but our school likes to do. We don't do censored work. We like to um, push the envelope a little bit with. You know what's out there um, for work to do. Um, Dustin did a fantastic production of Parade this year, um, and which was very timely. And I'm doing um, Ken Ludwig's The Gods of Comedy, which is his most recent play. He's a well-known comedic playwright. Um, he's done Moon Over Buffalo and some other great um, comedies. And um, so I think I'm the first high school to do that, nice. certainly in this area. Wow! And so I'm excited to tackle that and use my mixing of comedy with the supernatural Um, because they bring the gods back uh, to help them but um and of course comedy ensues but um and then we're doing a chorus line at the end of the year with caroline is directing that
1: classic yes
2: we're very Uh. excited and i was very upset because i really wanted to be in it um (laughs) i just wanted to be at the beginning when they go you you and not you i would have been the not you you know (laughs) i was ready and she's like no you're not even a not you
1: Oh, my God. What does she mean, right? Well, that was always the fun. I always remember in St. <laughs> high, like, they would sneak in, like, one of the security officers yeah. or something. Yes, stuff, we liked like, incorporating And we never, people. and, like, as the cast, like, you mm-hmm. never knew that was happening. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. there was, like, the, we did... Um, I had
2: administrators be, like, the Pope and... Mr. Powell was one of the popes when we did sisters. He Act. was always oh, in there. And you're in town, we arrested him and uh, Mr. Bennett. <laughs> we had
1: we did uh once upon a mattress yep. pre your version. Sure, sure, sure. Uh and uh they he was one of the guys who like ran after the women like in yes, the in the in, the, in the, the, the and they, stop it you scamp and they always like snuck of, him in there.
2: Fairly recently he retired 2
1: years ago, Mr. Powell. He was what would you say? He was like the head a security, security officer. officer? Yeah, yes. yeah.
2: But he was also hilarious. A he would, legend. He would. Yeah. He, he would show B. up High. at auditions.
1: Yeah.
2: And like, act like he was auditioning. And he would walk in, and I'd just go next. <laughs> <laughs> next, please. No more. But yeah, he was a character. He was a lot of fun. I dressed up once as a nun, as a speller, and spelling bee, and we didn't tell any of the kids I <laughs> was doing this, except the two that were in on it that had to feed me the words. And all the words had to do, of course, with, you know, religion and God and stuff. <laughs> and so they had me spell um, evil. They said, how do you spell evil? And I, I said, um and at the time, she was really big and controversial. And I spelled Miley Cyrus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and they
2: said, I'm sorry, that's incorrect, Sister, You're going to have to leave. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I know. It was great. Um, but the, all the spellers were the cast, and they were just couldn't believe it was me sitting up there dressed the as a nun. And I'm like, yeah. Like, you got like,
1: like, to keep them kids on I'm that have yes. Last year, I got hit with
2: a bottle in, as a bum in, <laughs> A sugar bottle. It was the first time I ever got hit by a sugar bottle by um, uh, Sophia Bryant, who's one of our, our big fabulous talents over there at PCCA, and she was Anastasia. And I said, I did tell her. I said, well, you know, it's a sugar bottle; it can't hurt that much. She whacked me. <laughs> I was like, "Ow!"
1: <laughs> i so curious. Do, does it actually hurt? Yes. I've always wanted to like it jump through a window hurt. of like a sugar glass. Just yeah, to...
2: it's sugar glass. Yeah. Um, do you no, make it was hard. They, Do you make them at at no school, we or don't you make to... them we had to order them and each bottle is $35 so oh they God. said the caveat was they would only hit me with it if they had an extra one and how lucky for me yeah. that wow. there was an extra one <laughs> on the last show there's nothing uh, like
1: just breaking shit yes. on stage yeah. though like, that's the best feeling
2: it is oh they had a good time uh, uh, so many yeah. people would love to break a <laughs> bottle on my head I am sure especially when a casting notice comes out <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Notice drama. Ugh.
2: Oh my gosh. I cannot.
1: I remember
2: uh, so much drama. Stress. Like
1: waiting what seemed like centuries for the cast yes. list to be posted, and everybody was like being cordial, but you know, you couldn't focus because you were just oh, waiting. that day at
0: school, you were just angst. Mm-hmm. Angsty. angsty.
1: Well, because I was angsty. always hoping for the lead, even though I couldn't sing. Same. So I knew Same. I was never going to. We've
0: mentioned this before, but <laughs> it would but... break our heart. Was... Like it
2: was, we would love to give. Uh, you know, big parts to people that we just enjoyed. But sometimes the vocals, we just got to go with vocals. And yeah. people yeah. would think that we just sat around, you know, wanting to crush dreams and worlds. And I'm like, no, it's actually not that at all. We are crushed that we can't give you what I know you want so badly. Mm-hmm.
3: Of course. Because no, we've you've got all been line
2: in down. that spot. Right. <laughs> we've all been there. We were doing it in high school too. So yeah. but I know the feeling. That was was
0: great for me. I thought about how there are were so many options for us because like, no, I never was going to be the star of the musical. We have discussed <laughs> this before. I, I cannot sing. But like the one I I didn't develop my voice was, later
2: in yeah. life. I, I was, was the, not a singer in yeah, high school. Yeah, I was really.
1: the competition king. I would do like all the like Monologues comedy, and, monologue, and scenes. Sure, I loved that Sure, I could that pull stuff.
2: off Rizzo and I was a madrigal at Largo High. Oh and I was in the choir, but I was not secure enough to be like a lead and a...
1: I really even a co-star. fumbled my way through the river won't flow in <laughs> songs for a new world. Uh, and I was only cast yes. as that song because technically I could hit the notes. Sure. 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 We did the audition and all the men, the boys, like we gathered around the piano and we did scales and stuff. And my gay ass was the only one who could hit all the <laughs> high notes. And I say hit, like I could get to them. Like, I, like, audibly hit them. Sing like a song around them? Probably not. But Mr. Vasalo was like, oh wow, you're, you're like a tenor. Sure. And I was like, sure. Oh, whatever that well, is. Whatever <laughs> it
3: takes. Okay.
1: So I got that song and then I had to relive that on the DVD for all my life. Oh, the
0: DVD. I, fro- DVDs, I forgot we were that we, yeah, advanced. Back in the
2: day before copyright laws really caught us, <laughs> yeah. we we did <laughs> we did record productions. It was bad. It was oh. bad, but we didn't we didn't put them online. That was the difference. We just gave them to family members, right? Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, but with the onslaught of digital, then it, that got stopped.
1: Oh That's God, I don't think forever. I could live. I don't. I don't know that I could go through high school in this world. With as much like video and information as out there, mm-hmm. well, the
2: social media has changed everything. Exactly, for these kids and <sighs> not not always in a good way, as we all know, unfortunately. But um, it's it's a lot. It is an awful lot, and I'm not as good at the social media as as they are too. And I, even my my friends that do stand up, I admire them for how many of them you know, post things and do the reels and do the, this and that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, that is not my first instinct is not to do that. I can post a picture. I'll do that. That's yeah. Instagram's my friend, but I don't think to go on the, I call it the Tiki talk. I don't think to do <laughs> TikTok and face place all the time and yeah. put, put all my shenanigans up there. Yeah. Um, it's just not where my brain is. And my kid, even my students will be like, you don't post enough. You don't do. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> no. It's just not. I need someone to handle that because I just, that is not my thing. And yeah, because that was something. I'm I, friends I, with Mike Rivera, who's with board teachers, uh-huh. and He's his kids literally do it, like his children he birthed yeah. literally do it, and they're great at it, and I'm like, I can't yeah. do any of it. Um
1: Because that is the world. That was something I wanted to bring up because mm-hmm. nowadays, like comedians are getting crazy, crazy. famous. Mm-hmm. Matt Reif. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Taylor Tomlinson. Uh, people who I don't the know Ovan. necessarily, uh-huh. you know, need the platform that they have, but but, um, but a lot like, of it good is for just for them because
2: it's, it's, it's not easy and who knows where they'll go and, and whatever. Yeah. They have an audience and that's great. As long as comedy continues to grow, I'm, I applaud, you know, and and I feel the same way with, with certainly with theater that there's, there's room for everybody. I yeah. think that someone else's success doesn't take away from yours and you can learn from everyone. And that's what I, I try to teach the kids. And I'm like, just because, you know, and, and there's a great quote, and I don't know who, who did it, but, envy is the thief of joy and like when you when you you know just you know i my big lesson in life was i i had gone to second city in chicago and um gone through all their their schools of improv their lessons their classes and then i took their writing track which i really liked which was to write for episodic television and um i was also at the improv olympic and i was also at um uh, the the play the playground or uh, another place and I was just ODing on improv because uh, I had gone there to do acting and stand-up but at the time some of the stand-up places had closed because the 80s boom was gone yeah and it was now like the the late 90s early 2000s because again I'm a million years old. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and this was pretty soon after I had gone to college and and whatnot and so I had um studied there and the people that were on the main stage at second city
3: mm-hmm.
2: retina fay oh rachel wow. drash horatio sands um and then the people at um the improv olympic all wound up becoming writers for conan o'brien um and were on mad tv stephanie weir oh and my so, god yeah and so i was around all these amazing people and watching them launch into the and I had worked at Universal Studios with Paula Pell who works with all these people and wrote for SNL and ha- continues to make movies and shows and wonderful. And the thing was is and I tell my students this is I am happy for their success because they were nice people, they worked hard, they yeah. were there years before I was and I, I and, and there was room for everybody. You know, did I know they were going to be these huge, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. At, not at all. But I mean, and just the other day I messaged Rachel Dratch on Instagram and she messaged me back. They're just nice people. You're just Mm -hmm. happy for them. And I said, and if you go from that mindset, it is a small little world and it doesn't take away from the fact that I find joy in my little world. Of things that I do, I don't know that I have the capacity to deal with all the pressures and all the things that those folks deal with. Yeah, that's it's anxiety for me. One <laughs> so,
1: yeah. that one one sly a lot comment of in the in the comments section, and I don't I don't know if I recover from it.
0: I know it's people are so
2: bold behind a keyboard, and uh, yeah, the hate. Oh, the hate. I mean, recently Oprah said that she took a weight loss drug, and I just went on there to read some of the comments, and people were
1: so oh, yeah
2: mean. Ugh. And I'm like, why are you so hateful are to this you person jealous? you don't know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, what? how does this help? This is what you do during your day. You just sit here and just have to hate on somebody. Yeah. And I mean, you can feel however you want to feel, but I mean, to just sit there and take the time to do that to me is yeah. just fascinating. I get upset about political things and obviously things about education and, you know, the banning of books and all that we could talk mm-hmm. about for days. And those are things I take the time to write about, but... Um, stuff like that and celebrity goss I just kind of go really why?
1: There's a time and a place and there's people who do it well and they let them have that Mm. But I do. I agree with what you said. Like, I am. Now, if it's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) now A
2: well crafted joke. I'm all there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love. I I am really happy to see a resurgence of interest in stand up. Yeah. Because of TikTok and the monster that it is. You just see. That one
0: clip you see, and and people are like,
3: wait, what?
1: Well, it's like, I love, um, Mateo Leon. You ever see his stuff? Sure, sure, sure. He is getting the platform he absolutely deserves because Mm -hmm. of TikTok. And he is hilarious. Yes. And I, you know, I thank those. I love a creative platform like TikTok for that reason. Somebody can put something out there that they're good at and, Get a shot at doing it well, and now he's touring. You know,
2: I had to go off TikTok because I found that it was it was a portal. Yeah, <laughs> it's a portal. I could, I literally just was like, oh my! I would look up and be like, oh, it's tomorrow. I, <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching. You don't know how you ended up where no, you are. <laughs> I've been watching comedians and magic tricks and cats. I don't. <laughs> what am I doing? You know, how to do a spell. Oh, this is great. Okay,
1: those things. It is you learn. Yeah but you also fall into a yes. worm okay
2: it's a wormhole it's exactly i was going to tell this
1: story on the last one but maybe yeah. this is the time okay i just need to know your opinion of this story have you heard of the the reddit lamp guy no? Okay, so oh, please tell me. I okay. love so This is one things.
0: of those things I saw and it was such a weird corner of TikTok. I thought the only other person who might have seen it was Max, so I sent it to him.
1: <laughs> There's a story of this guy who he posted this uh, and again, who knows if it's true or not or if it's just a r- great story, but this man has absolutely testified to the world that this happened to him. Mm-hmm. And he apparently in like early college got into a fight with a football player. And they got into a tussle. And then this guy ended up like knocking him out unconscious and like beat him down. And it took like a while for him to recover. Oof. And like over the years, like he kind of got better, but he like had this sustained weird like after effects, wow. but he got better, ended up like meeting this like incredibly gorgeous woman, like literally the woman of his dreams
3: okay.
1: had like. I uh, had, had a kids. kid and then had another one and yeah. then, like years went by and they like they, they bought a house, like this beautiful house. And he was like, literally, he says he was like living the life of his dreams with this family. Okay. And one day he's sitting in his living room and he looks at a lamp in his living room.
0: And it's like a funky lamp, like a funky shape.
1: And he says, I can't describe it, but there's something wrong with this lamp that doesn't look like it fits in the world. Like you know when you see those <laughs> those puzzles that look three D yeah. yeah. but they're like reverse three D uh-huh. he says it looked like it didn't fit into the world and he became obsessed with it and
0: He would stare at it for days it and got his to wife the wife was that,
2: panicked about it.
1: Panicked. like he wouldn't let go of this lamp and finally like Could she no
2: one throw out the lamp?
1: Had enough. I don't know. <laughs>
2: That's he like, just, are you watching too much Fox News? We're gonna block Fox News. That's what I threatened my boyfriend with. She finally,
1: <laughs> she finally, like had had enough. She was like, "I'm taking the kids. Like we're leaving. Like packed bags, stuff." And he's like, "No, I can't. And I can't. And he couldn't unfocus. And finally, like the lamp to him got so bright that it like overtook his life, and he suddenly like went blank, and all of a sudden woke up and he was on the ground after this fight with this guy and only like a minute had gone by. Shut
0: up. He lived <laughs> an enti- he said Shut he lived up. an entire life.
2: No, no, Yeah. No. He woke up, <laughs> no, no, he no.
1: said, I'm missing teeth and realized he was a kid again and like he had just lived an entire alternate life in a matter of like a minute. I I can't. It's so I can't.
2: crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Only yeah. TikTok. I got it. I got it. Yes, yeah. I got it. He I, journeyed back to a past life.
1: Oh. Maybe that's what happened. I thought it was Jumanji, but, <laughs> but
2: there's animals in How Jumanji. did he get in there? I like, oh, no. In past lives, um, although I don't know about my own. I once went to like a psychic fair, and this person told me in my past life I was an Asian man, <laughs> which explains why I'm short. And um <laughs> no offense to the Asians, but <laughs> we're tiny. And um they said that I was an Asian man who made um shields, and I was a craftsman, and I made shields, shields. and armory for the soldiers in the army and um, there was a riot and I got trampled and I said, so I died getting stepped on, I need to know that.
1: Wait, so the what irony, does that though, teach me? What? the irony that you built shields like the defense mechanism Correct. and you got trampled. To death. I got
2: trampled. Yeah. And like, I said and they're like, yeah, you always learn something from your past lives. I said, what does that teach me? Don't shop the day before Christmas. What am I doing? What is how does that help me? Don't go to a don't go to a concert where there's like don't go to running pits. with the bulls. Does this help me stay away from Republicans? I don't know. I
3: how
0: to, how
2: I a this ha- don't go to a Trump rally. That does not. <laughs> Wasn't you said I'm a dating psych- Republicans, so it's it's enough already because I have to talk really slow when we're oh, together. The- <laughs> That's shade.
1: I love there it. You Sweetie, go. you know.
2: He knows.
1: He knows. He knows. He knows. Oh. Um, you said a psychic fair.
2: It was a psychic fair. My mom and is that I like used to go to like a trade show the- for low- psychics? Um, well, no, like once a month, sometimes these metaphysical places and stores have like a psychic fair. It's like a fundraiser or whatever. And you can go, we'll go, oh, we'll go. Yes, we'll I
0: would love that. And we that.
2: go, and I've had some really accurate readings and some where I'm kind of like, well, okay. <laughs> um, but when I, it started because when I was about, and I, and I was born and raised, you know, Catholic. I was in the cult and- um, yeah, I did eight years of hard time at St. Patrick's. And oh,
3: we, we, we. I did
2: eight years at Transfiguration,
0: Ooh. which if you say that to somebody who's not Catholic, they mm. think you went to Harry Potter school.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, it's the same thing, really.
1: We were altar um, servers. Sam always passed out, and we think I she did. was a witch. I
2: had to do the readings all the time. <laughs> oh. Because, oh. you have such a good speaking. That group. was our that
1: dad's was our dad. role. He loved
0: the
2: drama of and the And I reading. was in the youth <laughs> choir and all that Yes. Stuff.
1: Yes. We rang the bells.
2: I would count the songs. <laughs> until church was over was like oh, one more song we're out of here to donuts um that's, that was my life but um they had um uh this this lady my mom took me to and she would go just for funsies and now she's like a charismatic catholic so she doesn't really do these things anymore but when she was carefree and silly she took me to this one and i was about i want to say i was about 15 or 16 and they they did a reading for me this lady somewhere and it was on like Seminole boulevard i want to say this lady's <laughs> it like place it's not there anymore and they said that they saw me on stage with you know hundreds and thousands of people laughing and i was like and <gasps> you should see my wow. face i'm like at me <laughs> Cause that's my hell. <laughs> oh, you saw
1: my funeral. Great.
2: <laughs> my what? what? Um, but no, it was good because I had always thought I wanted to do stand up, but I, it took me a while to work up the nerve when Wait, I was oh, a kid. Was I would, before you ever, yeah, I was just okay. into theater and I okay. was doing, um, I was even as scared to audition for stuff at Largo high, but I had a great speech teacher, Helene Adler, who, you know, always goes back to your teachers who, um, convinced me to do humorous oral interp. and terp hmm. and um which is basically doing monologues yeah <laughs> um for a speech and i did irma bombeck's uh, article uh, on barbies uh-huh. and barbie clothes and the cost of things and how ridiculous they are and so i did it and it was the first year i ever did it And i think i got like third place in the state of florida
1: okay and wow. she i'll
2: never forget she came up to me afterwards she said so you're gonna do this now right <laughs> and i was like <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Um, And then I started doing more monologues and I did that competitively with the yeah, thespians and i'd start doing plays and it really helped get my confidence up because mm. i went to a catholic school and we didn't do that we didn't have plays you do we the nativity scene do, oh max, sweetie. max i was you know oh you were
1: jesus. no you
0: were jesus in the easter one were you baby Jesus? i was n- no were I, you was like joseph, easter jesus? I was joseph i was stations of the cross easter jesus. Oh, no. we have a photo of i have like, i <laughs> i was on the crucifix that's no fun at, mm. no at
1: christmas i was joseph I was always um, like the the lead. Well, of there's the no school in there, so. thing. Yeah.
0: I was a wise man.
2: Aww.
1: <laughs> You're like that kid. I was nativity door number four.
2: Like. I don't know what I was. I blocked it
0: out. <laughs> Me, CBC, and Ricky Niger were the wise men. I blocked it out. I was oh. probably counting down a donut time. <laughs> yeah. I was. I always, remember what I was. I was always
1: thinking about those donuts yeah. in the social yeah. hall. It was all about donuts. Oh. Oh. Always
0: a foodie. And I feel like there were a few special occasions where it was more than donuts.
1: There was, was a like breakfast, full-on a pan- on breakfast. And right? once a month, there was the Pain- pancake, pancake breakfast. breakfast.
2: So good. True that.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> So we're we talking about.
0: <laughs> so currently, how often are you doing stand up? Is it once a week? You know, um, you we actually have a friend in common. You do it with Johnny B a lot. Yeah, and he works Johnny with B. Me. I just did
2: a show with him at the Elks Club in St. Pete, and it was a lot of fun. We had a great oh. time. Yeah, I borrowed the amp and everything from school. Um, <laughs> shh, don't tell anybody. And, and um, it was fine. It was all fine. It was fine. Um, and uh, it was great. Uh, we had a good time. It sold out. And then I think it was a fundraiser for them. So I oh, love doing that's that. that's awesome. Um, and he's great. He's really fun. And I love he's working with. He's good at social with, media. He's great. Um, I <sighs> love working with uh, the peeps that I've done. Um, I started doing. I started doing stand-up. In Orlando, I did it a little bit, and then I did it more in Chicago with Dobie Maxwell and some other folks that are great. And then um, really, um, when I was at Second City, I wrote a sketch. Now, the rule of thumb was if you were in a group, you wrote a sketch and you gave it away. Like you do on Saturday Night Live, you uh-huh. write it and you cast it from people in your group. Yeah, and this was for our main stage show. And I said, "All right." And so I wrote one about that was a stand-up, and um, and she, uh, I had her dying. Of course, is influenced by my life. I had her dying <laughs> during her HBO comedy special, and the nun that tortured her in school comes oh. back to convince her she's dead and get her to move on. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to write, set up punchline jokes within it and then you know because she she keeps going on trying to do her act and the nun keeps yelling at her to come move on. And um it was really cute. And then my director you said actually
1: write a stand up act and then sketch yeah. around that. Mm-hmm. That's actually that's yeah a little, That's what I did. That's and a little inception of you. crazy.
2: <laughs> and then my director said to me, Trish, no one else can do this. You have to be in it. God Ye- damn it. Um. I was like, I'm sorry. And um <laughs> so I did that and then he said and now you have to go to Zany's and I'm like, I'm sorry. And Zany's was across the street, and it's a historic comedy comedy club in Chicago. And so they all came out for me to do uh, like an amateur night or whatever. And I was terrified and I did it and it was great. Uh, And then I went to Mount Prospect Zanies and worked there quite a bit. And, but when I moved back here, um, because I was tired of freezing my butt off in uh, Chicago and my parents were spending my inheritance at a rapid pace. (laughs) And I'm like, Russia, you don't need to travel to Russia. No one visits Russia. I'm coming back there to stop you and calling a judge. And so, um, they're incompetent. Do you see how my mom parks at Publix? Please. They, they can't spend any more money. And they, it's upsetting. And so I, I came back and they had just opened the improv in Tampa in Ebor.
1: Oh, okay. And
2: they, I, I walked right into that and worked in the, because I'd worked box office at the improv places to offset. The cost of classes and um so mm. Mm, i was an intern and so i did that at the improv and i went from there to hosting the shows and they brought in a-listers and so i got to work with all kinds of amazing people uh, like wanda sykes and
3: mm-hmm. all these
2: great you know yeah, folks jeff dunham that, yeah. and dl Hughley, and all these great folks and really learn it really watch it yeah. and um, find my own style and that took some. That took some time, and and then I started doing gigs and getting booked, and so now I do it in between all the crazy stuff at school that I'm busy doing. But I do it because I love it. I don't do it because I have these grandiose plans of mm-hmm. anything happening to me, um, and. Um, I, I just do it because I enjoy doing it and I do it when it, you know, kind of suits my schedule. And it's funny how it, it comes just like any kind of gig work. It comes in flows, yeah. you know, like sometimes I get a bunch of gigs at the same time. Sometimes it takes a while. Um, sometimes it just happens. Like, you know, you run into someone and they're like, Hey, I got something next Friday. Like, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's always fun. The crowds are always nice. Um, Florida crowds are always interesting Cause you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and literally dependent on miles Uh because you could be in downtown St. Pete and then you go over to, I don't know what's a good example. Brandon Riverview. (laughs) You might get a total different experience.
2: Yeah. And I've done, I've done shows in New York too, where I've done like paid gigs and corporate gigs and, um, but Florida crowds are always unique. Um, uh, But I have a good time. I've done some college stuff. College is not, college is interesting. Yeah. They're have like you ever done feral any cats cruise ships? <laughs> um, no, and I, I haven't seen real. Um, I, I have friends that do comedy on cruise ships. I don't think that's the life for me. I
1: feel like that's maybe the hardest part because <sighs> that's got
2: to be a tough.
1: It's like I thing. feel like that would be like doing comedy in a prison because you yeah. have a like these people are there no matter what. Yeah,
2: you either love it or you don't. Yeah, you know, like that's there's no in between. You're very much kind of a nomad and you're. You know, you're on every time you're outside your room. You've got to talk to all the guests. You've got to yeah. give directions. You've got to be personable, and you know, have friends who that would do. Wear me out.
1: I have a lot of friends who do uh, theater on cruises. Sure, they sure, do, sure, And I'm like, good for you. Like yeah. they're gone for months at a time, oh, and a and, the, I mean, and the
0: living quarters can't. Be. Yeah, and you're going. To well, the actually, court. they get
1: pretty nice quarters. The the uh, the union uh, made sure that they get like oh. set up properly. So that's good. But I still, think
2: I'm too much of a homebody for that. Yeah. You're like still my like cats and like my stuff. Oh. And, yeah,
1: st- I mean, stuff.
2: Leo, Leo is, we like our <laughs> stuff, we like our things. We like our, <coughs> I
1: think, you know, it's, I've always had that little like tickle in the back of my mind that like, I'd love to try it, but it's I've always those-
0: thought Max would be so great. Cause you are so quick witted,
1: but that's the, th- I find myself like in a conversation, like, Witty, whatever. Yeah. But I like to sit down you, and like write.
2: But what happens? What yeah. you need to do, okay, is when you say something Always witty a teacher, in conversation, <laughs> let's just write, write it, it down. down. Put it in your phone. I put a lot of stuff in my phone now. That's kind of my notebook. I don't use a notebook as much as I used to.
1: I find myself getting actually a little better with that because of this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'll like have a funny situation like the man with one leg at the mall the other day. (laughs) I was like, I need to remember this to tell Sam. You're making
2: fun (laughs) of a man with one leg. So
1: not just, okay. You
2: know. We spoke about this (laughs) for Christmas. Comics are in enough trouble. (laughs) Listen,
1: I went to Tyrone Mall, first of all. That's the (laughs) punchline. That's the (laughs) punchline. That
2: is the punchline. <laughs> Can I just tell you, by the way, I was the last time I was there. I saw two of the oldest security people in the world. They were there and when it I opened. was like, I feel so safe. Like it was the opposite. Like I want
1: to commit a crime so, because uh, I dare you, you could to enforce it. To yeah. Rob
2: any store in here. I feel safe. No, there
1: was a there was a man in a wheelchair with one <laughs> leg. That, he ha- and he was going backwards in his <laughs> wheelchair, like. Kicking like a kangaroo, like all the way down Tyro Mall. I'm like, this is a hazard. So, anyway, get that
0: shopping done. So, I'm Um, trying to be better about writing down. Yeah, there's only a few days left.
1: (laughs) I just have to write. Like, I was a sketch comedy kid. Like, that's where I really like Carol Burnett improv and sketch. I thrived in that. Well, I taught an
2: improv class at St. Pete High that incorporated skits and Carol Burnett and stuff. And I'm trying to bring that. Back a little bit, next year I'm going to have a, a camera acting class, finally, on the books at PCCA. Yes. And um, sketch comedy is going to be part of that. Um, curriculum because these kids don't know it enough I'm teaching so many basics with the gods of comedy and that's the reason I chose comedy because our kids are. it's so easy for them to be dramatic as we all know as teenagers they're right there (laughs) with their emotions but they're not there with how to do um, comedy and lines and forming those comedic characters because they're so worried about how Mm -hmm. they look all the time and how they appear and I'm like be ridiculous and I'm acting out a lot of silliness for them to see how big they need to be Mm -hmm. so that's definitely a skill that I want to impart on them it's 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 hard and it does
1: come more naturally to some but it's the
2: digital generation they're just not used to acting yeah yeah they can watch it they can watch it. doing it is different because that
1: the the little like on-camera conservatory i went to in new york Mm. what there was like a a sketch class and a and a stand-up class and i was in the sketch but for both of us the end of the semester we performed at the comedy cellar in new york Like an actual show, yeah. And uh, so you're like this college kid walking down the halls, and you see like you know Jerry Seinfeld and Joan Rivers on the wall. You're like, (laughs) okay. Oh my gosh. And and you really watch some some kids really struggle and like buckle under the pressure. But me, I thrived, clearly. Of course. (laughs) Give me a cabaret stage and I am in.
2: When I started, the first year I was at PCCA, I was in um, Clue. And a lot of the kids came and saw it, which was great. So they saw me right away doing comedy, doing what I do, being crazy and silly. And I I teased them, and I said, you're lucky, because the last show I did, it was at West Coast Players in Clearwater, which was a fun little theater. And I said, and a lot of theater teachers, like Ashley Timberlake over at Palm Harbor, and I know Kevin Pace has done shows there. We all love to do stuff there. Jessica Birchfield, who teaches a great friend of mine at St. Pete Catholic, um, we've all done plays there and stuff. And the show I did before that, I fell out of a window, was a British farce, it runs in the family. Um, you know, dressed as a nurse, and I used the Mrs. Sue character as an influence and uh, patted my butt <laughs> and walked oh like her God. and everything. And it was a real homage yeah. to Burnett. <laughs> but I had so much fun, and I'm like, you guys need to actively work on this skill because it will get you jobs in theater. It yeah. Will, it will mm-hmm. help expand your repertoire.
0: How many TikTok dances do you have to watch your students do
2: a week? <laughs> Sweetie, they're doing them when I show up in the morning in the lobby of the theater building. That's got to be
0: such a weird perspective All the time. for you. To,
2: to then they try to get us to do them. <laughs> hey, 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 say hey, this, do line. this, do this. Oh my say, God. Say, one of them came up to me and said, this was last week. Some They just said, hey, um, state your name. And I was like, Trish Keating. Uh-huh. And they're like, "Um, what do you do? And I said, I torture teenagers and get paid. (laughs) And then they started laughing. And they go, this is going to go to the principal. Are you okay with that? And I went, yeah. (laughs) Because I know Mr. Brown, and he's got a great sense of humor. But I was like, "Um, what are you doing? And then they're like, oh, we're doing a video. And then it's going to be on TikTok. And I'm like, great. Love it. Love that for me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, But yeah, everything they do is like ticky Tacky. And then my room, all of our our Classrooms are like studios, which they love, so they can turn on show lights, close a curtain, a black curtain. Um, Oh,
0: that's a TikToker's dream! Different lights
2: in there. I even have like a a little like mirror light, mirror ball thing going on. The party lights. They go nuts in there with their ticky-talking. Oh, my Aww. God. We have to be like, okay, could we stop the ticky-talking and talk about Medea?
1: <laughs> or, or like us, like, <laughs> can we just obsess over Idina Menzel? <laughs> oh, my God. I, have to, I, I feel like I owe you an apology oh now that I look at theater kids mm. with such... <laughs> such disdain now I'm like, disdain. that was like we were were you a horrible wicked, a wicked freak? so that well that was when wicked had come out sure 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 yeah. so that was like it's my maybe sophomore junior year and it was a big deal because my friend melissa uh, she <laughs> went to new york and she saw wicked and came back and told everybody about uh, it and we didn't know anything and then then it went the to tony and of then or it didn't I no, think. it didn't win Best uh, Musical cuz Avenue, Avenue Q. Q won. Um
2: she but Idina
1: I'm really proud I remembered that won. actually. Yeah. Um Idina <laughs> won. She won. The yeah. show did not. No. The puppet show won. The
0: the amount the of adult times puppet show <laughs> which I love by
1: the way. No, I love Avenue Q. Like uh, but that I remember, oh, it was just like Adina A Adina Mitzel. Everyone was obsessed mm-hmm. with like who could belt. And we like sang
0: a, um, Defying Please Gravity like over and over and over again. Oh,
1: I have permanent car. vocal damage from the, singing the problem that, in the that car.
2: came from a lot of that was everyone thought they had to belt. Everything. And now you go to auditions, and you're like, "We know you can belt, but can you act the song yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you're singing?" And that's what colleges want to see too. And a lot of what we do is obviously coach our kids for for college um, programs, if that's what they choose to do. So they they think that belting is the way. And you know, we you know, I go off and do these Broadway teaching workshops. Um, I did those for years in New York every summer. And, you know, you take these amazing workshops with, you know, Jen Colella and all these Broadway people that are like, everyone in the room that auditions can belt. Nobody cares. Yeah. Everyone's Mm -hmm. great. Nobody cares. It's about your reputation. Are you kind? Do they want to work with you? And can you act the damn song? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and so that's what we try to teach is acting the song. That's what gets you the job.
1: Uh, You came to visit the restaurant I worked at. well, Well, you did one of those. And I was a nice, you know, example of what you can do when you move to New York in pursuit of theater. No, but still, you can manage the best, bar.
2: the best drink, it still is the best drink I had and the best chocolate covered bacon ever. Oh, was that bar bacon? And it was, I was a joy at to see restaurant. you.
1: Hey, no, when, I so were, when I
2: was in Chicago, my full-time job was <laughs> being a nanny to rich people. Yes. So I have stories. Oh. Um, so Hospitality
1: yeah. never dies. I was a nanny. yeah. So rich people that
2: worked out at the same place as Oprah, so.
3: So how oh, often
0: are you thinking of new material? Like, is your show different every time you do it?
2: Um, I wish um, it's. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. If I just got off the phone with my mom, um, ah. it can be fraught with excitement. Um, no, it depends. Um, a lot of times, it, it, you know, some crowds. If it's if, it, if it's. Um, You know, it depends on the age demographic. It depends on if it's a lot of girls, um, a lot of gays. Uh, (laughs) It varies. Uh, If I want to try out new stuff, I tend to put it in the middle. Um, But I think the more I'm around creative people, the more new stuff I write. Mm. Uh And and I call it my muses. And um, if I'm around some good muses, I really come up with new stuff. If I'm too broiled into what's happening at work and school... I'm not as creative, so I have to deliberately, like, do that, deliberately listen to comedian podcasts, deliberately watch, you know, The Daily Show or something like Uh that if I'm not around my friends to constantly think of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and feed myself or, or talk about the things like I just came up with stuff on how my mom was the coupon queen of Largo <laughs> I know calm down and everyone's jelly and she had picked me up once from school with a shirt on that said dumpster divers do it For no. co- yes Oh, for savings or something like that. And I was like, I'm horrified. <laughs> she had file cabinets of coupons at our house and they would come over and exchange them. What? And it would take like 10 days to check out at Publix. Oh, my God. I could do my homework in the checkout line. <laughs> and... You no, know, if I got a new dress or something, my friends, you know, that would see her on TV talking about it. Because she would go on, like, the morning shows and talk about how really? to coupon. Yeah, couponing. Oh,
1: like a like legit like a real, coupon. Yeah,
2: couponing. And so if I had, like, a new dress at school, my my friends would make fun of me and say stuff like, you know, Oh, my God, I love your dress. Did your mom have a coupon? Ah! She did, didn't she? She probably did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah. So that was... Do Stuff you, like that will come to me, and I'll be like, "Oh, I should write. Yeah, that down. yeah, I should make fun of that." You know. Do
1: you Do you have like a pl- a place you prefer to try new material, or is it just do you kind of throw it into the show?
2: I tend to just kind of throw it in. It depends. Um, there's a lot of these like <laughs> breweries. And ale, pale ale places yeah. now that have comedy. And yeah. so when I play those, those are, those are great. Yeah. Um, for Irish pubs, those are great for throwing in new stuff and seeing if they land because those folks are there, they're ready to have a good time. They're ready to laugh. And so you can see if, you know, and they're yeah. not necessarily the Florida tourists, right. you know, that will get along the beach. Um, it's a, it, it depends on, you um, you know the time of year or two there's one there's a comedy show that's on a boat that i haven't done yet so i've been yeah i've been asked oh, about doing fun and i'm like oh yes please around yeah, here does. that sounds is fun. It like a like a yeah, starlight It's on a little boat it's, no you thinking <laughs> fancy it's it's different than that it's, it's it probably where those... my hair which is like naturally curly will yeah. look like rosanna anadana at the <laughs> end of it i'm very excited and um yeah so that looks like my cup of tea um but yeah, I like all situations. I remember I did one at the, um, what's the nudie resort, Caliente, Caliente. Oh, oh my yes, goodness! and the, right next to me in the club was like a, a like a pole, and everyone in the place had an article of clothing on, but not necessarily on everything. Oh. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. Like Winnie the Pooh style. I have never (laughs) felt so pretty. Can I just tell you, I was... so sexy and with clothes and I was, and they kept trying to talk me into going to the pool after the show. And I was like, "Mm, I haven't shaved. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was my excuse, but yeah, it was. but I actually had the most fun. Um, they were great and you just never know what you're walking into and people are always great. I did a show at the villages and they were like, just be clean. You have to be clean. Don't say anything. And they were the dirtiest people. Those
1: people are Greek. They were throwing their
2: golf cart keys at me. There were guys sending me buckets of beer. And I'm just like, y'all need to calm down. I don't have the energy for you people. (laughs) Y'all need to stop what? with the blue pills. Stop it. Stop it.
1: That is the largest swingers community yeah. in the world. And nobody talks about it. No, it was
2: crazy. <laughs> and though I'll never forget. See, because I went to Catholic school, don't ever tell me not to do something. It's <laughs> yeah. the first thing I want to do. The booker said to me, it was right after um, uh, Obama got reelected. And they were like, they're really upset about the election. <laughs> don't say anything about politics. And I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> I go on stage, joke number one. And I go, so you guys doing okay? You doing all right? I know. The election, yeah, it didn't go the way you wanted. And they're all like, no. And they're all upset. And I see the Booker's face, just like her eyes, just or the manager, <laughs> her, her eyes are bulging out of her face. And I, and I just go, I know, right? Me too. Did you write in George Clooney? Uh-oh. I'm livid. And then they all laughed and everything was fine. And I saw the booger just breathe like, oh, thank God. And I was like, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Mm. Oh. I was like, it's okay. I hate everyone. Exactly. <laughs> it's
1: easy to be funny when yes. you just equally yeah. hate Everyone's everybody. Everyone's a
2: hot mess. Everyone's a mess. Oh. That, you know,
1: Everyone's a mess. That's why I always loved, um, the reason I was asking about where you like test that material. I'm registered as a
2: Democrat, <laughs> but no. I'm a card carrying <laughs> shopper. So I really don't care. everyone's a hot mess
1: (laughs) back in um back in new york we were lucky enough to see um joan rivers uh because she would do
2: oh i met joan her uh
1: the the basement gig at oh my god i can't think of the name of the place (gasps) Um, Gotham. it's uh it's a restaurant and then underneath is a cabaret and they bring a lot of like touring shows a lot of drag queens do that and that was where joan would test out like traveling stuff. So you would see her do the weirdest shit. She's and great. it was, ah, I was so happy that we got to see her before she passed. Cause oh, she's
3: great. she
1: equally hated and read everyone for filth. Yes. And I think that's what it's like the most successful because it's yeah. across the board. Yes. I got some of my
2: style from her. She was an early influence and Bette Midler who used to pepper her shows with jokes. Um, uh, I, I got a lot of style from her. And then when I I worked with Wanda Sykes, I got Mm -hmm. confidence from her. Um, she, she gave me a lot of tips, um, working on stage. So I'm kind of a combo, but when I met Joan Rivers, I was just like, that was it for me. And she, she was very kind and very nice and supportive. I met her in Chicago um, and I'll, I'll never forget, I said that I was at Second City at the time, and she goes, Oh, they're tough on women in comedy, Trish. You gotta be tough. You have to have thick skin. And I said, Sweetie, my pores. <laughs> <laughs> and she died. She's like, You're gonna be fine. Yeah. yeah. That that is is she was great. great. She
1: was very nice. R.I.P., Joan.
2: Yes. <laughs> love,
3: Joan.
0: So how to, like early on in your stand-up, when a joke doesn't land, yeah. like is that how cause I imagine myself in that position and I would probably sweat, I'd be flushed, I would never recover. Like how hard is it to recover? Like nah.
2: Um, it's kind of like I think that's why by the time I was doing stand-up, I had already done theater. Right. And I had done live shows at Universal Studios. Uh, they had a Murder, She Wrote show. Oh,
1: I what? remember that. That
2: was me. <gasps> <laughs> yes. Uh, and no they way. had four stages, and we played different characters on each stage, and we improvised. And, um, and then that, that's where I worked with Paula, Paula Pell, who's great, and some other awesome comedians. And we would improvise with each other, and we would create different characters in each room. And we would do on a, on a full show, full day, we would do 12 shows a day. And on a, on oh my a, God. a part-time oh my day, was eight shows. And so it was constant. And each room held 350, 400 people live. And they're tourists for the most part. Yeah, And so you had to go. And you had to be clean. And you had to whatever. And so I was doing that constantly. So by the time I did start doing stand-up, I wasn't nervous about being on stage or how to work a room. I was more worried about getting my words right. Uh How do I get my jokes right? Mm -hmm. And I just remember always condense, condense, condense. So everything starts out longer, and then the more you tell it, the more you cut down all the extemporaneous words and stop asking so many questions. I still do ask questions just to kind of gauge the audience sometimes, but... For the most part, I love it when I just hit them and I just keep going. Yeah, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, yeah. boom, boom. boom. Um, rather than asking stuff. But if the crowd's not working with me, then I'll have to start talking with them more and warming them up. And a lot of times, um, sometimes you'll get a new MC or something and they haven't really warmed up the crowd. And then I'm like, Oh great. Mm-hmm. I get to warm up the crowd. So, um, cause a lot of times I'm a feature. I do headline, but people love me as a feature. I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, which is fine. But I, I, I headlining is, is, you know, what everyone attains to. Um, but it's, it's something that can, like I said, my credits are good, but they're older. They're like, you know, I did ER and I did, um, Chicago Hope, and I did older shows, and I did stuff in Chicago, and I did, you know, all those things, um, so my TV credits are a little older, so I had, you know, and then I got into teaching, and I just don't have as many as some of the newer folks, and that's understandable, but I know I certainly know how to work a room, and I know how to do stuff when it's not working, but when I started doing stand-up, um, if something didn't work, I I worked it like a monologue. So I would know what I was going to say and where I was going to say it and I would just move on.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh,
2: okay. A lot of comics have a hack line like, "Oh, that was just for me." Uh, or, right. "Oh, that was for the guy in the back," you know, or my mom wrote that. You might have like a giveaway phrase yeah, that you say, like a crutch. Yeah, like a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a nervous thing where you're like just trying to transition to the next thing. Um, but uh I would just go on to the next bit that I Mm -hmm. wanted to work on until I got a fine a set and now everyone has like a set. I just watched Chris Rock and Kevin Hart's special on Netflix Uh which was really good about how they write and stuff. It was a very much kind of an ego
1: yeah. yeah, ode to
2: egos and stuff, which is fine. A lot it's of fine. those
1: Netflix documentaries yeah, these days. It are, was, but, but that's okay. You I still mean, get an insight. You still get yeah. something
2: out of it, and it was it was interesting. But they talked about how they write, and they talked a little bit about you know some of their process and things. And I kind of agree with Chris in that he has an organization, a way he organizes his, his jokes. And then sometimes he'll change his organization. And I do that sometimes too, just to keep it fresh Mm -hmm. for myself. It keeps me on my toes and it keeps me from getting stagnant,
1: feeling like it's a monologue. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like a monologue
2: and then adding new stuff, you know, um, And I always want to add in the beginning is the best time for me to talk about where I'm at. There was I did a gig at the Firehouse Cultural Center in Ruskin, which is a really fun room. And they had the set for Misery there. It's a little tiny theater. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God, (laughs) this is like the house I grew up in. And I just made so many jokes about the set before I even started. (laughs) um so sometimes you just have to work with where yeah, you are because yeah. yeah. it's the monster in the room you have to address it or if the person in front of you had an issue you have to
1: address that yeah, you know yeah. oh man i know i'm just gonna do it one night and not tell anybody you should i think that's what i'll do
2: i will be <laughs> happy open- to watch you do they do a yeah, like, like open get mic some solid things? stuff together for yourself that you feel confident in work it like a <clears throat> monologue and yeah. then just go up there, and it's okay if it doesn't work the first time. It's the first time. It's like a muscle or being an athlete. You just have to keep going, and the more you go up, the, the more you get secure in it and the tighter it gets, and then you get a little braver about adding new things in. Yeah,
1: we'll see. Just like acting. It's just like acting. Just like acting. It's
2: kind of the same, except
1: uh, you wrote
2: it. Uh,
0: uh. Wouldn't that be the story? Max secretly <laughs> and does it. He doesn't want anyone to know. Somebody videotapes it. That's when you go viral on oh, TikTok. There you
1: said it. There you go. Viral.
0: That's how it happens.
2: <laughs> the viral, not
0: the yeah, virus. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, anyway. Um, but I will be at, yeah. um,
2: in Palm Harbor, I know this much, in May, all the way in May, I just go for that, at Snappers in Palm Harbor, which is across from the golf course. Nice. They're kind of a fun room. Um, and they have two clubs. They have one in, also in Fort Myers, so.
1: Well. Um, this has been so fun. Yes. Thank you yes. so much.
2: Thank you for coming. For having me. Come to our show at of Yeah, what's yes. coming up there? January 24th through the 26th at the main stage, of the Grand Theater, is the Gods of Comedy. So yes, a very funny show. Yeah. We'll have, to, have come. to do that.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's been great um, wow. reliving our theater days yes. with yes. you. So Such fun! I'm so happy moment. for all of your success. Uh, I love likewise. seeing all the things
2: my former students are doing. Aww. I have one that works for Folger a Shakespeare Company in DC. I have nice. a, so many great things to see everyone doing. So exciting! Uh, well, it like did something. For being right? a part of it. Yes. real. Yeah. <sighs>
1: you are inspiring the generations.
2: Uh, and teaching sarcasm.
1: And teaching sarcasm. Yes. Important. Yeah. Teach.
2: It's in my syllabus now. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, thank you so much, and uh, we you. will see, see you next week.
2: week.